Hi there guys and welcome to today's live stream. We're gonna be talking all about neck pain, a little bit of a, give you guys a bit of an understanding on why it can be so difficult to get rid of when you do start suffering from neck pain. And as always, we're gonna get into our Q&A at the end of the live stream. So if you find these videos helpful, useful, do consider subscribing to the channel and hitting the notification bell. If you're part of our Back in Shape membership site, then you will have to check out on there because we've just uploaded the week's um, scheduled lives so you know what topic we're going to be talking about on each day and what time they're there so if you're in the back and shape premium membership head over to the facebook page now or after this live stream and just check out um, because we're going to upload every sunday night what topics we're going to be doing each day of the week and please bring your questions to the q a because it makes it more helpful for you and more helpful for everyone else and with that being said let's get into today's live stream on neck pain so uh today what can be causing neck pain i wanted to start this off um, just before i get into the topics on the side over here uh, we're going to go through obviously what's causing it we're going to talk about how that rigidity can really be quite uh, defeating quite depressing um, you're kind of moving around like a robot when you've got neck pain and also at the very end cover a little bit about lying down why is it that your neck gives you a bit of trouble when you're lying down or it's difficult to lie down and this is specifically uh, with relation to a question that we got in the back and shape membership site which was some of the lying down on the back exercises can i use a towel behind my neck so I'm not going to go into that too much now, but we will get into that towards the end of the video. But the first thing is just talking to you guys a little bit about what we observe in the clinic. Um, what, what do we observe about neck pain uh, when patients come into the clinic compared to, say, back pain? Because this is a really important distinction that will help you maybe understand why something like you've just woken up with this neck pain, why it's not resolved effectively, and that will help you deal with it more effectively in the short, medium, and long term. So when a lot of patients come in, unlike the lower back, we see when we do a lot of images, and if you've watched any of our live streams to date, you know that we do a lot of imaging work, especially under load bearing, so we can effectively evaluate this spinal structure. But a lot of patients come in in the neck where they have substantially worsened, sometimes reverse curve in, uh, in some of the younger, younger uh, people that come into the clinic, especially ladies, the alignment in this part of the neck is really, really bad compared to the lower back. Now, we objectively measure these things, and I'm just going to quickly make a skip over to one of the images that we used the other week. This is going to cut me out and cut in, but just have a look at this neck, and I'll talk over it as you're looking at it. You can see that this neck curve, we've obviously got the jaw uh, at the front, which is fairly obvious, and we've got that green arc, which basically shows you where your neck alignment should be with our head standing on top of the shoulders. And unlike uh, what is commonly sort of believed, the neck itself should not be straight. It should have a nice smooth curve to it, and this allows it to absorb shock like a spring, just the same as in our lower back where we should have a smooth curve. But in the lower back, we commonly see with people with recurrent disc problems, they might be coming in with a 25 degree curve when it should be 40, so or a 30 degree curve when it should be 40. So somewhere between 25 and maybe 40, 45% loss. In the neck, when patients come in and they're stuck with neck pain, they've regularly got below 50% of the curve that they should have. And unfortunately, more frequently, we're seeing reversal in the neck curve or complete straightening and loss of lordosis. Now, knowing that the neck is designed to be the way I showed you a moment ago on that image, it's really important to understand that when it gets awry, when it moves into a bad position, and that's the status quo, 
even a seemingly minor little strain to some of these discs or some of these facet joints can result in a disproportionate level of discomfort. And what I'm saying there is a relatively simple injury will give you a disproportionate amount of pain. There's other factors in it as well as we are a lot more aware of our neck because it's a much more vulnerable structure. And that's just sort of inherently the way we feel about this area. But quite commonly, the alignment side of things in the neck, especially if you're someone who's been working at a computer for long periods of time, or worse still, using smartphones a lot, we find this alignment is very bad. And that is one of the big things that really limits the mobility in that neck. And what is causing it? Well, we've probably got, you've probably got, if you're watching this, and you've got some neck pain, it's probably a very minor strain. But when you have the very bad neck alignment that we commonly see, when these minor strains don't recover in a couple of days, then there's something that's really stopping that neck recover and resolve, let alone if we've got any cervical disc injuries. So these commonly happen at five, six, uh, uh, six, seven, and maybe four or five as well, which is this middle section just here in the neck. And those will give you that sort of numbness often going into the thumb. Uh, or some referred pain down to the shoulder blade, uh, just sort of in this region over your shoulder. Those are very, very common. And if you're coming in with those disc injuries, where it's more severe disc injury, it can really be a barrier to recovery and, and leave you struggling to actually get the effective uh, resolution to the problem that you need. Now, the reason these movements are rigid is because much like in the lower back, we've got that small hole where the nerves come out of, just in this section here, and those nerves need their space to come out of. And when we've got that inflammation that's happening, it's building up, it's occupying that space, we're going to put pressure on those nerves. And any small movements, relatively speaking, are going to catch. And quite often, the patient that comes in with that um, rigid motion, it's more an apprehensiveness than anything else because they know that last time they looked quickly over their left shoulder, it really, really gave that sharp pain. So that's quite often why we get such a rigidity in motion. Now, the last thing I wanted to cover is the lying down. And this more applies maybe to the slightly older among you watching this video. So it's not the 20 year old that's coming in. You've woken up in the morning with a really bad neck and it just hasn't resolved over the last few days. This is a slightly older person. Maybe it's just a bit of neck discomfort and stiffness that you've noticed. But when you lie down on your back, it's very, very difficult. And this is likely a different set of circumstances. It's likely that there's some degenerative change through here. And as soon as we lie down onto the back, that thoracic spine through here is often very stiff. So it means the neck's held up. And what happens is the weight of the skull creates a pivot and we get a little bit of irritation of these joints here. So sometimes it's necessary. For example, if you're doing some of the back and shape exercises, maybe it's the core engagement, maybe it's the dead bugs or even the marching bridges, less likely the marching bridges. But if you're doing those first two, sometimes it's helpful to prop a little pillow up here just to support the head. But I will warn you, if you're going to do, make that sort of change, it's not a good long-term strategy because you're reinforcing this forward head posture. Slowly, carefully, allowing over time this thoracic spine to open back out again and space to develop on the front of these discs here so the neck can run more smoothly into its extended position. Can really make a big difference so if you need to for the time being if you're struggling lying on your back with some neck pain pop a pillow up just underneath to support the neck the minimum possible because if you start using lots of pillows as is commonly the case we push that neck right forwards and we create a further issue by stressing and pushing that neck into that forward bending position which allows all the stress to go through these muscles here 
gives you tension across the shoulders, it can give you headaches at the base of the skull, it can give you migraines, and it can also just give you general neck pain and stiffness, and it's not helpful for resolving that issue one bit. So that's pretty much it for today's live stream. If we haven't got anything else, we'll go into questions. Okay, brilliant. Um, could you just talk a little bit about some tingling in the fingers and yep. how and how and, and what is happening in the neck to, to give you those sorts of symptoms and also the two are actually. Yeah, so uh, quite often patients maybe don't necessarily put two and two together. It's very common in the uh, lower back to say, well, I've got sciatica. It, I know that that's coming from my lower back, even though I have no lower back pain. But in the neck, we often see that there might be weakness or tingling in these, particularly the thumb here is a very common one just because the uh, five, six region is more commonly injured uh, because of its location and because of the way in which we get out of alignment. But it's very similar to our sciatica. It's that there is a nerve. One of these little nerves is being irritated and it's irritating that nerve and that nerve is responsible for the sensation in your thumb or this area it's c6 because that looks like a six i don't know about the camera maybe it would be that way around for you guys probably <laughs> i don't know you get the picture anyway um but down here it's going to be irritating and that's the area of the the body that uh, that nerve controls now it could be a different sensation it could be something else it could be power loss it could be other sensations but commonly it is that tingling that is first noted and that is a sign that there's something going on in the neck quite often movements of the neck either way will aggravate that tingling and that is a surefire sign that there is something wrong in that region now i do just want to point out one uh, thing for you guys if you're getting there's two other types of tingling that we can get and i don't want you to get confused between these two one is if you're getting what's called glove and stocking whereby commonly it starts in the feet because they're further away from our body but it can start in the hand as well whereby the whole thing is getting numb and it's gradually coming up your hand. This will take place over much over a long period of time, invariably. It doesn't tend to happen overnight. And that is very often associated with things like diabetes. And that's something separate that is not to do with your neck. And you'd really be in sort of diabetes. You'd likely be a little bit older as well to have that sort of issue. There would be no pattern to it other than it is the whole hand. So that's number one. That, you really need to have a chat with your doctor, your GP about that. Uh, I would definitely recommend some lifestyle changes, some dietary changes as well. We can go more into that side of things in other videos if there is, if there are demands. So if you want to ask, if you if you are interested in that side of things, diabetes side of things, we can do some information uh, uh, on that in one of our live streams as well in the future. The second type is if we've got really tight pecs on here, we've got some really important blood and nerve vessels that come out of the neck or out of the rib cage and then go down the arm. And quite commonly, a lot of us are sat in front of the computer all day, really working hard, but it rounds these muscles over, get really tight. And if you've seen in one of the videos that we did over the last few months, uh, the chest stretch where you're in this position, you can actually bring on that numbness and tingling in your hands. Because as you're in that position, the muscles here are so tight and in the neck are so tight, that they're actually cutting off the blood supply to that arm. Quick test on that one is if you get up, shake it out, it goes away. It's probably a vascular issue and it's almost a non-issue. It's that these muscles are tight and they are restricting the circulation flow of blood into that limb. It's no different to if you lean, you know, you're on a long train journey and you lean, you're sat on one, one hip and your leg goes numb. Nothing to be concerned by there. It's just the blood circulation is being cut off. So hope that reassures some of you that might be freaking out when you get that. <laughs> okay, so you were just talking about being sat at your computer. Joe yep. has asked, if you are getting the pain in the arms and the hands, or maybe a little bit in the neck while you are sat at the computer, will that always be coming from your neck? And also, what do you recommend? So I was saying, if you're sat at the computer and you're getting some stiffness across here and into your arms, yes. 
Um, yes, generally, because if you're in this position here, that, that previous example I just said wouldn't really apply. It would only apply when you sat back up and you squash down on those blood vessels. So most of that is going to be the repetitive strain through. Um, what you commonly find is that when we have a flattening of the neck curve, whereby it's flat and it should be, we tend to get pivot points where you get degenerative change. So commonly this will happen at the CT, which is this last junction here between the purple and the blue, whereby it kind of pivots back a little bit and jars these joints. So that over over time, sat in that position, can lead to some stress and then and therefore inflammation and muscle muscle spasm and tension across this shoulder region. The best thing for you guys to do is really pay attention to your day, how much time you're spending in front of the computer. If you're prone to these issues, if you are having a flare up or have had a flare up over the last couple of days and weeks, the same advice goes for the neck as in the lower back in terms of principles. The nuanced differences are obviously there, but when it comes to neck issues. Don't sit at the computer for long periods. If you've got a neck issue, then you need to be using the ice on the neck. We've been through exercises in previous live streams that you can do to help reduce the stress and strain on your neck and help it move properly as well. So you should be doing those things. We should also be taking regular breaks. If I didn't say that already, but I think I might have done. And adjusting our computer height where possible. This isn't always possible, especially given current times uh, during lockdown. Your desks may not be as good as they otherwise should be or are in your office. And you're making do on the kitchen table. Take breaks, move around. Thankfully, maybe your boss isn't over your shoulder, so you can do that. It'll really, really uh, pay off if you do make those slight changes um, when it comes to neck pain. Okay, awesome. Uh, Karen has asked, if you wake up with neck pain, is it going to be helpful to change your pillow? Um, I'm always very, very reluctant about recommending that people should change their mattresses or pillows if they get neck pain, unless they've just bought a new one. Um, so I wouldn't tend to look at that. But one thing that is good with your pillow is making sure that you are sleeping in a good position to help it recover, because some of your sleeping habits may have been contributing to the problem. So one of the big common ones is back sleepers. So those that sleep on their back using two or three or more pillows to prop that head up while they're sleeping. That is basically completely and utterly eliminating all of these supporting structures on the back part of the neck. And just for, just if you're new to these videos, I'm going to go through this on the whiteboard for you just to show you exactly what I mean. This is going to be a very, very rough drawing, but I hope you, you guys will get the picture. We've got the vertebra on the front. We've got these bones here on the back. There's the vertebrae again, and there's the bones. We know we've got a disc here. We've got some tissue on the back of the disc, and we've got obviously the tissue on the front of the disc, and we've got in red, I'm going to do the ligaments because this gives you an understanding of just how much we should have this curve in our back and how well it's maintained. And when you weaken these structures by these bad postures, it really creates issues. So we have one major ligament anterior longitudinal ligament that runs along the front here and that provides um, support in that way and stopping us bending backwards too far. Obviously there are muscles that, that work here as well. But we're talking about that alignment that we mentioned earlier on here and actually maintaining that normal curve. So uh, one ligament on the back, we've got the posterior longitudinal ligament that runs here. We've got a number of ligaments that run through here and a number of ligaments that run through down the back here between all the bones. And we've got a big long one along here. And in the case of the neck, there's actually an additional one uh, or a thickening of this back ligament here that provides stability. So you can see there is substantially more protection to reinforce and stabilize that curve. And when you're in that forward bending position, sleeping in that position for extended periods, we know this because it's what we do in the clinic day in, day out with patients with alignment issues. We work on changing their alignment. 
And the way in which we do that is we put the ligaments into a position of, uh, of stress in certain, on certain ligaments and relaxation on others. And when you are doing uh, that forward bend, you are stressing all of these and relaxing this one. And that's where we get these neck curves that bend forwards instead of backwards. So that's a really, really important principle. It's one that actually uh, a lot of you watching this, if you've got children or grandchildren, they are really, really guilty of this because they grab their phones and they just sit like that for hours and hours on end. So please bear that in mind. If, if you can encourage, especially the younger generation to change this and be more active and not get caught in those positions, it will make a massive difference to their levels of pain and discomfort going forwards. Okay, a couple more questions. So Veronica has asked, is it better lie on your back in bed rather than lying on your side um i think that's 50-50 uh whichever allows you to sleep well uh in both positions we want to be in a relatively neutral position a little bit of support for the neck there veronica if you're on your back if you're on your side we obviously want to keep that neutral position uh not curl up like a fetus um keep that neutral position and have obviously this gap between the bed and your head filled effectively and if, if you're on your back and having similar to the rolled up towel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I meant. So uh, the, the, the larger said, if you're on your back having something similar to the towel, sometimes you can scrunch up the pillow. You might have an orthopedic pillow, which has a little bit of that. If I show you guys on the board. So if we imagine we've got the sort of the back of the head here, and then it goes into the neck. Those orthopedic pillows, we've all seen them. They kind of go like that sort of position and this bit supports the neck. And then we've got the sort of the head there. So um, those pillows are good. Um, if you're sleeping on your back, you want to support that. And if you don't have that pillow, don't worry. Use a cheap old pillow and roll it up. It really, really works, especially if you've got neck pain okay. or discomfort. Hope that helps, Monica. Um, Cheryl is back. So she said two things. Can neck issues cause throat and coughing issues? And... I wake up with both of my arms dead. Is this the neck, uh, the neck cause? Um, so two things. I, I always try and go with the most obvious cause. So when, we come, when it comes to throat issues, um, we have a number of muscles that run from, for example, your, your hyoid bone onto the neck and vice versa. And changes in the movement of that bony column is going to affect the throat, etc. But if you've got throat issues, I'd always look at, is there actually something wrong with the throat itself first? Now, if that's been checked by your GP and done the necessary investigations, I definitely suggest looking at the neck. Um, but that, that's sort of my answer on that part. What was the second question, Lara? She wakes up with both, both Waking up with both arms. arms. So if, if by dead, sometimes it can be, sometimes you're sleeping on them funny, sometimes your neck's in a, in a peculiar position. But I think with that sort of question, probably need a little bit more information. I definitely adjust your uh, seated, your, sorry, you're not seated. Your lying position and make sure you're sleeping in a good neutral position and we're not getting in any funny positions some people they sleep with their arms up like so or up here they cut off circulation and it the leg the arms will just be gone um i always remember this one time i was sat on a bus um maybe going back from uni mm. and i was sat in a funny position i'd fallen asleep and i literally my whole leg i could not feel the leg at all completely dead it, you lift it up drop it it's just like a dead weight um, and that's where you've cut off the circulation for an extended period. So pay attention that you're not doing that. Um, you might be inadvertently doing that um, and, and, and try and just adjust your sleeping position so you're a little bit more balanced. Okay, great. Oh, I think we had one more from Ollie, actually. Yep. Uh, he said, is it a good idea to ice after being out in the sun? Will the heat from the sun bring inflammation to my neck like a hot water? 
Yeah, I mean, if you've got if you've got some um, some inflammation in the neck and you're actually getting neck pain and you're out in the sun, it might actually be a sensible idea to get a little bit of ice on there when you get in the house at the end of the day. Um, there's definitely no harm in that, and it might even be helpful. Um, so I'd say that, that sounds like a sensible approach. I'm definitely not going to tell you not to go out in the sun. The vitamin D is awesome. The sun is good for you. Obviously, put the appropriate level of sunscreen on to make sure you're not burning. That's important. But um, using the ice after being out is, is definitely not a bad idea. If, if nothing else, it cools you down a little bit. But not for too long. Only five minutes. Awesome. All, got, all done? Yes. Lovely. Well, thanks very much for joining us in again or joining us today. Um, again, if you're in the Back in Shape Premium membership, check out the Facebook page because we've got all this week's posts or live streams scheduled in there. So you'll see exactly what topics that we're going to be going through to make sure that you don't miss any of those. Thank you always for, as always, for subscribing to the channel. It really means a lot. We're into our second half on our way to 100 now. So this is episode number 51. So thanks to all of you guys that have joined us. Uh, do please consider subscribing, sharing the channel with anyone that might find it useful and joining in for these Q&A sessions at the end because we'll do our best to answer each and every one of your questions throughout the end of the live stream. So thanks again. Have a great night and we'll see you tomorrow with another live stream.